Hell, this is totally not Danzig, and you're listening to the Shred Shack. I'm tired. <laughs> it's not even during the day. <laughs> I'm Chris Mack. Welcome you to episode 122 of the Shred Shack Podcast, your premier source of news and uninformed yet heavily biased opinions pertaining to all things heavy metal, airing week bi-weekly sorry, on iTunes, Mixcloud, Google Play, and iHeartRadio, as well as on YouTube at youtube.com slash the Shred Shack and youtube.com slash Adamant's Templum. Let's get started with some old business. I don't have my buttons today because my tablet is weird and my instant buttons program is funky. But we don't have any old business, so let's go on to new business. And with new business, we talk about uh, album releases, um, or new album releases that we've listened to. Um, I have not listened to anything. I think the only thing I listened to uh, recently... That would be new. Would be the new Blind Guardian symphonic record. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I remember that you you got that day one, right? Yep. As a matter of fact, um, it's a it's good. I it, mean, no, 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 no. Like, like not just joking around. It's good. It's good because because <laughs> it, it's it's pretty much everything that you would expect to have from them with the metal stripped away. Okay. You know, like it, like. It it's amazing that it took this long for them to do something like this. I mean, like they they went pretty symphonic for for a night at the opera, yeah. and they've and they've been steadily kind of becoming a little more symphonic. Oh, this is just full on. It's it's Hansi and the guitarist. It's it's just pretty much them behind the the whole thing. Like they wrote the story, they wrote the album, it's concept album, of, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, narration in between tracks. It's I had to follow the story a little bit better because I kind of listened to it in passing, but it's actually it's very good. Like mm-hmm. the music is good, Hansi's voice, of course, is incredible. Um, it's a, a you know a story about the afterlife, and like there's they mentioned fucking dwarves and wizards and shit. So yeah, it's right up my alley. So it's a it's a blind guardian record. <laughs> yeah, it's a blind guardian record, <laughs> and it's great. Okay, I, I I need to check it out. I gotta add it to my to my list because I. I've been updating my wanted list whenever I whenever I can because I've been picking up a lot of randomness. Uh, the cool thing, uh, excuse me. The cool thing is that if you get the the, the two disc edition, it comes with the instrumental tracks. Oh. So it's all the whole the whole symphonic part of it without the vocals and all the narration. It's it's just the symphony. Mm. So that's pretty cool. I love it when bands do that. That's cool. That's cool. Um. Now, I haven't listened to anything new, but I I, I have um, some new stuff on my that I've obtained to listen to. Um, the, the I'd say it's been two weeks since it came out, but uh, the new Agnostic Front came out. Uh, Get loud, uh-huh. which I which I have a copy of um, from Nuclear Blast. Um, I believe they're called Side Sidra. Uh, them, and uh, the new Abitarium comes out as we record this today. No shit. Yes. Nice. Yeah, I didn't know they were. Co- I, uh, I mean, I'm sure we mentioned it on the podcast, but I forgot that they were coming out with the new album. That's super cool. Um, so that came out, and I have that. I have a copy of that. 
So I gotta listen to some of that stuff. I've just been actually, um, before we go into albums of the day, I've actually gotten back um, headlong into uh, the A to Z currently listening, which um, I did. A, I did a tweet a tweet about this. It's gonna it's gonna be out of a little out of order. Um, because technically I still have to go back and finish watching the ACDC DVDs. Mm-hmm. Um, I just haven't had much time to actually sit and watch something, um, beyond like, you know, whatever, whatever I do in passing or, you know, like when I come home at night and Guy Ferrari's, Guy, Guy, Guy Fieri's, uh, uh grocery show. games or yeah. whatever. It's a, it's a great show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, like it's just funny that you like that show, but you're not down with the other ones because they're all exactly the same. I, I, think, I think there's just something more more fun to that show that that I I, I enjoy. I think it's the supermarket sweep part of it that I kind of yeah, like. Yeah. Um. But um. Um. I I. I I haven't been able to actually sit and, and, and watch something like like put my full attention just to like a, like a two three hour DVD. Aside from watching the Avengers with your kids, <laughs> oh, you know that happens. Yeah, like all the time. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, like uh, one of the accept albums I have came with a, a DVD. I was like, okay, well I gotta watch that too. So like. Things are gonna happen out of order. Also, um, I, re- I I remembered that Pete got me uh, an accept album on cassette, so I was trying to listen to that in in, in keeping in in the order. And my my Walkman died, so I had, to, I had to throw that away. So I still have an unlistened accept album, even though I've moved on from accept in the uh, in the currently playing. And uh, I think I'm up to Adrenaline Mob now. Yeah. So, but still, well and well behind in the A's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I still have to. I, I mean, A makes up a good portion of my collection because, like, I have well, from from Lindsay. I have like almost every Tori Amos album. Um, I have the entirety of the Amorphous collection. I have all the Arion albums to listen to. Aerosmith. Aerosmith to listen to the entire collection there. So, so it's it's well and early into the A's. I think I'm like thirty CDs, thirty thirty albums, thirty things into the collection out of my entire collection, which is above three thousand items. So we're we're we've got a long way to go. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's talk about the our albums of the day for uh, for <laughs> part of the last two weeks. It's, it's, it's falling a little off because I've been so busy. But um, of course, uh, we mentioned Blind Guardian Twilight. They call it the Blind Guardian Twilight Orchestra. So that's the name of the that's the the, the band name for this particular thing. Mm-hmm. But the album is called Legacy of the Dark Lands. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was particularly cold on uh, in Texas here, so I listened to cold. Yeah, for 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 reasons. Reasons. And you listened to the Kuna Coil Black Anima. Yep. Anima. Yep. Oh, that that was a pretty good album. All right, then uh, we got some uh, uh, Van Halen One uh, from me, 
and you listen to Lovage, Nathaniel Merriweather's That's, Lovage. Um, it's actually Mike Patton and somebody else. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's... Um, it's... I didn't... Okay, it's Jennifer Charles? Yeah. Okay. It's, um, it's, it's basically... It's, it's those two singing and Dan the Automator doing the music. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got Accept Breaker. Mm-hmm. And I listened to uh, A Sense of Gravity, A, a Treatment, A Trument, <laughs> Atrament, 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 Jesus yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I listened to Evoking, Quietus, and you listened to Accept, Metal Heart. Yeah. I realized listening to the Accept albums just how good they actually are. Um, it's... It's actually like it's something that I never paid enough attention to, um, but like I'm I'm working now on finishing my collection of their stuff because like they are a really good band, um, kind of an ACDC kind of thing where uh, everything is a little bit of the same, and even the vocal, the vocals of like of Udo or Mark Neo, like, they kind of tread the line between that Bon Scott and, and Brian Johnson-ish. Uh-huh. So it's, they're like a, they're like a metal ACTC, really. Um, but they are a fucking phenomenal band. When the, so. when the formula works, you know. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, but they are, they, they are, they are very catchy, they are very anthemic, um, so they are a great band. Um, so, been, been slowly working on getting their collection, um, picked up, um, as I was going through the CDs that I had, I ended up picking up Restless and Wild and, uh, Balls to the Wall, which I didn't have, uh, cause they were both, like, $4 and change on Amazon. Nice. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're doing that. Yeah, well, so. that's where we left off with the actual posting of it, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, Life got hectic. Yeah, we will resume that at some point. But I did listen to two more albums, three more albums this week: mm-hmm. um, Slayers, Rain and Blood, um, Deicides, Once Upon the Cross, mm-hmm. and yeah, the, today I just kind of picked up a the, the I just grabbed Devin Townsend out of the pile of the new releases from this year. Of course, Empath, and uh, yeah, yeah, probably best record of the year kind of thing so I gotta add Empath to my to my wanted list because I keep forgetting that it came out so that was really early this year so like March I was still living with you guys when it came out okay so normally we start off with obituaries uh thankfully we have none yep. and we don't have any cancer news nope, so this today. is this has been a good two weeks it seems uh unless you unless you're a drunk well <laughs> Well, there is a little bit of cancer news. This is old stuff, though. Apparently, I didn't get the right in the, the script here, but Eddie Van Halen was hospitalized um, due to complications or painful reaction to his current cancer treatment. So he's been diagnosed with cancer. I think we've already reported on that. Yeah. Uh, so the cancer treatment that he's going through was causing them to have very painful adverse reactions. And he was hospitalized for that. I believe he was released. Okay. So that that would be their cancer news for the day. 
Oh, that list at least ends positively. He's been released. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, but 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 we knew we we know he we knew he was battling cancer anyway. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go on to general news. All right, so Abath have canceled the remaining shows of their South American tour. The band revealed it was calling off the dates in a statement earlier the day that this was copied and pasted from. The group wrote, It is with heavy heart that we have to announce the cancellation of the remainder of the Abath South American Outstrider tour due to health issues that, ha- that need to be treated. We are unable to complete the last shows in Argentina and Brazil. Cancellation comes less than a day after a bath played a disastrous two-song concert in Buenos Aires, Argentina, resulting in some fans requesting a refund. According to reports on the local metal site El, El Colto, the doors to Club Palmero, Palermo opened two hours later than scheduled, forcing support acts uh, Discarnando and Medium to play heavily abbreviated sets. When a bath finally took the stage, the group consisted only of its visibly inebriated namesake, frontman, alongside the bassist and drummer. Rumors had spread earlier in the day that a bath had gotten into an argument with his second guitarist, who reportedly decided to stay at the hotel and skip the gig. A bath reportedly tried to open the concert with Count the Dead at least twice, only for the frontman to drop his guitar on the ground after 10 seconds and throw himself into the crowd. They then tried to perform a very poor version, quote-unquote, of the song Tyrants by Abath's former band Immortal before Abath left the stage and was taken to the dressing room from which he did not re-emerge to finish the set. See, now that sucks. Yeah, so apparently he was a little bit of a mess. Yeah. And health issues, I guess, is a way of saying rehab. I'm not sure. Or, or... If if they had an argument with the guitar player, maybe yeah. fixing a black eye or two. So that's what the corpse paint is for. Yeah. All right, that sucks. But moving on, Doro Pesh was presented with the quote Angel of Rock Award at the Hard Rock Hell Festival in Great Yarmouth, UK, on Saturday, a couple weeks ago. The winner was decided in a fan vote for the best female rock singer in the world, and an incredible 77.8% of all, of all participants voted for Doro. The award was handed to Doro on stage in front of a cheering audience. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, considering that she's an absolute sweetheart of a human being. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in, in all the times that, that, that we've uh, been lucky enough to interview her, she's been... One of the nicest people ever. She just has that look to her, too. Like she's like such a sweetheart. Yeah. All right. Ghost Mastermind Tobias Forge will be awarded the prestigious Stim Platinum Guitar this year. Stim, the Swedish Performing Rights Society, protects the interests of authors and publishers of music in Sweden. The Platinum Guitar has been awarded since 2004 to authors who have experienced exceptional success over the year. Forge will receive the award for his, quote, exceptional success as a music creator. Yeah, I mean, that last album was really good. You have to hear Gabriel sing Dance Macabre. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) He loves that song. 
Uh, last time, last time the kids were here, all, all I had was Will singing um, "Baby Got Back." So. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> uh, that's the thing that's happening. He likes big butts, and he cannot lie. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yep. Ridiculous. Yeah. All right, Kiss has canceled his previously announced Australian tour due to illness. Australia is getting all sorts of bad luck with bands having to cancel. Earlier this week, it was announced that doctors had advised Paul Stanley to rest due to a bad case of influenza, prompting the rescheduling of the tour's first show in Perth and the cancellation of New Zealand. It was hoped the extra few days rest would allow Stanley the chance to complete recovery so the tour could proceed as planned. However, unfortunately, this was not the case. Stanley has an additional infection in his throat requiring complete vocal rest and medication for at least two weeks and possibly longer. Damn. Yeah, Australia's not getting the... Uh... Yeah, they're getting the short end of the stick this year. That's rough. All right. Check this shit out. Nonsense here. Dean Guitars has released a limited run of 50 handcrafted USA guitars designed in collaboration with Slayer guitarist Kerry King. Each USA Kerry King V limited edition 50 PC guitar is priced at $8,666 and can be ordered from the Dean Guitars website. That is a ridiculous amount of money for for a Kerry King signature model. Yeah. I mean, I would see maybe a grand or two, but close to $9,000. Yeah, no. That sounds a little that sounds actually overpriced for any signature model that they haven't even touched. You know what I mean? Yeah. That sounds overpriced for a guitar in general like I I I can there are a few things I can think of that are worth $9,000. <laughs> like just having it in the bank would be fucking totally worth it. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I really, I, I mean, listen, to, 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 to those who listen to this show, if you're a Slayer fan and you've got $9,000 just laying around in your bank account, give it to me. <laughs> we live at redacted <laughs> P.O. Box <laughs> or get your degree <laughs> yeah, yeah give it to me alright Enslaved have re-signed with Nuclear Blast renewing a collaboration that has been ongoing for around 10 years and 2 years ago produced the universally lauded album E I mean Nuclear Blast Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, it's it's a place to be. Yep. So, Symphony X vocalist Russell Allen quote slipped and fell during rehearsals for this year's Trans Siberian Orchestra tour. As a result, he may miss some or all of the dates on the TSO East portion of the 2019 holiday trek. Chris is even other stories, which will kick off on November 13th and conclude on December 30th. The tour brings to life TSO's 1996 debut album of the same name and the first in its Christmas-themed trilogy, which includes 1998's The Christmas Attic and 2004's The Lost Christmas Eve. I didn't know he was singing on it this year. This year. He's, he's been doing it the last couple years, I think. Uh, I guess he's, well, I mean, this, the time that, the, what, 
I know that TSO is is technically two bands at this point. Yeah, I mean they're t- yeah two touring entities. So, yeah, so I I I mean I I hadn't, what I saw obviously didn't have him. So. I think he usually does the East Coast. Yeah. Well, I think I think he's a Jersey native, so yeah. I, I would I would assume probably just rolls out of bed. Yeah. Oh, I gotta go sing now. You oh my like, god, I was supposed to be Henry VIII today. Say <laughs> <laughs> so you sound like Mike Patton. I got to sing today. <laughs> what am I going to do today? I can play that. <laughs> Nonpoint has announced the addition of guitarist Jason Zilstra to the group's ranks. This past August, guitarist B.C. Kochmit announced his departure from Nonpoint in order to focus on his family life. Right on. Me and That Man, founded in 2013 by behemoth frontman Adam Nurgle Darsky, has signed a worldwide contract, excluding Poland, with Napalm Records. That's rude. Poland. Exclude Poland. That's his hometown, too. <laughs> like, you know what? You know what? Fuck you guys. Um, Y'all can eat a bag of dicks. You know what I found out um, in, in, in creating an Amazon wish list? He has a book. No. Yeah, he has a book. Really? Yeah. That would be a very interesting read because yeah. this following him on Instagram is interesting enough. Yeah, he, he's he's. I'm pretty sure it's an autobiographical book. So. He seems young to. I, I always wonder like why like some like people write an autobiography they, and they seem like very young. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Corey Taylor has like what three books out? I mean, not all of them are autobiographies, but I mean, Jesus. I mean, they're just. I think I think Corey Taylor's books are are like just. Um, stream of conscious, yeah, stream of conscious, per, like like perspective books. Yeah, um, at least at least they're definitely all titled that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I would love to read because I do love his lyrics. So, and I think he has a he has a book about his uh, paranormal experiences, which would be interesting to read. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think Corey Taylor was up before at this point, actually. <sighs> so it's crazy. Yeah, I think, I think the I man have... does not know how to stop. Yeah. All right, Candlemass, Death Angel, I Prevail, Kill Switch Engage, and Tool are among the best metal performance nominees at the 62nd Annual Grammy Awards, which will be held on January 26th at the Staples Center in Los Angeles, and will broadcast live on the CBS Television Network at 7 p.m. Here are the other categories and nominees. The best metal performance is, of course, Candlemass with their song Astralos, Astralos, fuck Astrolus? Astrolus. Astrolus. Uh, because it would be like, like Astral OG. Uh, so Astrolus. But it's not It's not Astro. It's Astor. Astor. Fuck. Astorless. Astorless. Yeah. Whatever the fuck. Anyway. The Great Octopus. <laughs> it's called The Great Octopus. It features Tony Iommi. So yeah, okay. Badass. Anyway. <laughs> Death Angels, Humanicide, I Prevail, Bow Down, Kill Switch Engage, Unleashed, and Tool, Tempest. I obviously am yeah. going to assume that Tool's going to win this one, but I would actually kind of like Kill Switch or Death Angel to win. I would totally like somebody that is not, who hasn't won yet to win. Yeah. That would be nice. All right, but we got the best rock performance nominees here. Uh, Bones UK, Pretty Waste. Gary Clark Jr., This Land, Brittany Howard, History Repeats, Karen O. and Danger Mouse, Woman, and Rival Sons, Too Bad. Uh, I know none of those. 
except for Danger Mouse, which, I, is, which was a cartoon. <laughs> I just know Karen O, and because she was the singer of the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. Oh, okay, okay. That's 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 who I know, and I've heard of Gary Clark Jr. and I've also heard of the Rival Sons. Yeah, I've I've heard of the Rival Sons, but I've never heard the music. So. And I, I believe Bones UK. I want to say they're on tour with Tour right now, mm. or somebody, or they're go, or I think they might be going on tour with Corn and. Um, I think it was Breaking Benjamin. Gotcha. I think. Because uh, I just recently heard, the, I just recently saw the name. So, okay. All right, Best Rock Song. This is a Songwriters Award. All right, so the nominees include uh, Fear Inoculum by Tool, Songwriters or Tool. Uh, Give Yourself a Try, uh, George Daniel and a whole bunch of other people. Harmony Hall. Um, this is the songwriter for Vampire Weekend. Uh, History Pete's Brittany Howard, and This Land, Gilby, uh, Gilby Clark, Gary Clark Jr. Yeah. All right, Best Rock Album nominees here is Ammo, uh, Bring Me the Horizon, Social Cues, Cage the Elephant, In the End, The Cranberries, Trauma, I Prevail, and Feral Roots by Rival Sons. I don't know if The Cranberries came out with a new album. I think it was just the one that they released posthumously. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would assume so. Yeah, yeah. Because like been... it was done and it was ready to go, and she, and and she passed away, yeah. and they went ahead and did it. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, here for general news here, according to Billboard, Ozzy Osbourne will uh, join rapper Post Malone, Travis Scott, and Andrew Watt for an appearance at the 2019 American Music Awards. They will perform Post Malone's song "Take What You Want," which debuted. On the Billboard Hot 100 chart at number 8, the track marked Ozzy Osbourne's first Hot 100 top 10 in over 30 years as a Black Sabbath singer broke the record for the most time between uh, top 10s in the charts, 61 history. The song appears on Post Malone's new LP, Hollywood's Bleeding, with, which landed at number 1 on the Billboard Top 200 charts. Well, that's going to be easy. At least uh, Ozzy doesn't move very much. <laughs> right. Just I'm just side. more worried about, like, man, he, cause he's going to sound like shit. Yeah. He's going to sound like shit. I was just thinking, uh, I was remembering, um, God, it was, um, it was Puff Daddy doing the song that, that they, they took, they sampled from the police. Every breath you take. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. and he had Sting sing with him. Oh yeah, he and, didn't move. And and he just had him off to the side somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> like you just yeah. just stay right there. The, this is my floor. Don't you stay you there. Don't you move. And he's dancing around. <laughs> yeah, like don't, like you just stay right the fuck there. Don't do a goddamn thing. <sighs> All right. So there was several. Of these type of, of uh, news reports here, so I had to make a new section. Oh my god! In our cut and our script here, and it's called "Reunited," and it feels so good. I hate you so much. I know you do. I I, I just I can't I can't do this. I, I'm giving up. <laughs> <laughs> Show's over, folks. <laughs> but. Down has confirmed that it will celebrate the 25th anniversary of his classic debut album, NOLA, by making a number of special live appearances next year. In addition to performing at the 2020 edition of the Grass Pop Metal Meeting Festival, set to take place June 18th through 21st in Dessel, Belgium, Down has announced that it will appear at the Copenhagen Festival, 
which will be held June 17th through the 20th, 2020, in Copenhagen, Denmark. The announcement of Down's participation in these events come less than a month after singer Philip Anselmo revealed that Down was planning to reunite in 2020 for some shows in celebration of the NOLA anniversary. I mean, I didn't know that they were broken up. I mean, they were they were on like a hiatus. I mean, yeah. come on, Kirk uh, is doing Crowbar almost full time, pretty Kirk's much. Also doing solo stuff. Yeah, Kirk's got a solo album coming out. We got Pepper back in Corrosion uh, Conformity. Phil's got like a thousand other bands to do. Yeah. So I mean, it's awesome that they're doing it. I hope that they make like a tour of it. They still do owe us two more EPs from that four-part EP series they promised. Mm-hmm. So, uh, guys, if you can get on that, that'd be real nice. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys, we we know we know you're listening to this. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I mean, like everyone Phil. listens to this, right? Phil. <laughs> Ip, Phil Ip. All right. Ip. Uh, next one we don't really care about, but I'm just mentioning it because it's a a, reun- a reunion story. The original lineup of Bang Tango will reunite for select shows in 2020. All five of the group's original members have agreed to regroup for live appearances next year. Not particularly metal, but still pretty awesome because this band is pretty awesome live. The Black Crows have confirmed the 2020 tour date celebrating the 30th anniversary of their 1990 debut album, Shake Your Money Maker. The Trek will see the band perform the LP in its entirety, plus all the hits. Monday, November 11th, radio host Howard Stern, one of the Black Crow's earlier supporters, announced the reunion of Chris and Rich Robinson, who will tour as the Black Crow's once again, playing the iconic record start to finish. The tour starts on June 17th in Austin, Texas, and ends on September 19th in Los Angeles, California. Starts in Texas. Like it skips week. right over San Antonio. Yeah, well. That happens. And uh, what what day of the week is June 17th? I don't fucking know. Oh, yeah. I mean, that might, my, my, that might be worth seeing because I don't think – we've seen we've seen the Black Crows with Jimmy Page. Yeah, and I saw the Black Crows by themselves. I've, I've never seen the Black Crows by themselves. Yeah, I saw them at Hammerstein. Oh, nice. Fucking amazing. That, 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 man, talk about fucking hot box in a place. Holy shit. That place reeked of some weed. I'll bet. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. All right. So Motley Crue has fueled rumors of a possible reunion by prompt by promoting an online petition asking the group to come back. <laughs> Shortly after that particular part of it, according to Rolling Stone, Motley Crue will hit the road next year for a U.S. tour. With fellow hard rock acts Poison and Def Leppard, what year is it? Sources have confirmed to the magazine that the three acts will perform at stadiums around the country. Guys, it hasn't even been like two years. Since they signed a contract that they will never tour again. (sighs) So to ceremoniously announce this, they literally blew up the contract. They set it on a table and they blew it up. But... I think my favorite part about this is, of course, the internet being the internet, they dragged out an old interview with Mick Mars where they he said, if we ever reunite again, I invite everyone in the world to come for free. So they're, they're saying, oh, hey, Mick, 
You gotta live up to that now, buddy. You ain't making any money on this one. Yeah, I was gonna say that, that sounds about right. I think my favorite thing about this is is um, the the first part of it, the uh, the the fueled rumors of a possible reunion by promoting an online petition. It's like. It's like, yes, please, wish us back. <laughs> we want to tour. Like, Motley Crue will never die. <laughs> Put him in the room with two tons of coke. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, just, I just fear for, for that because, I mean, I don't think Vince Neal's up for it. Um, you know, I, I've been hearing things about Vince Neal and his voice and, you know, this, his He's got to have some kind of issue considering how heavy he's gotten recently. Yeah. He's got to have some kind of health issues. Um, and, of course, the health issues with Mick Mars. Mm. So. Yeah. I, I just, like, when I when I saw when I saw Motley Crue for the farewell tour, like, like Vince Neil was not keeping up very well. Um, everybody else was, was, was doing fantastic except for that fucking drum solo, <laughs> which I'm still mad about. Yeah, if you want to know about that, listen to like episode one of the <laughs> yeah, podcast. That, yeah, that was a, that was a long. That time was ago. way way long ago. Yeah, like, well, that, well, that 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 show was in New York. So yeah, that well, was bef- yeah. that was before I even we even started doing this. But um, yeah, all right. So we have nothing for the crime blotter, which is good. That means that you're all behaving yourselves. Thank for thank, once. Thank thank fuck, uh, except for except for a bath who's who's being a drunk. Not a crime. No, no but not a crime. No, but you're 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 depriving people of a of a good show, which is stealing money. Which is if not if not allowing a refund, you're stealing money. Then again, it's not. It might not necessarily be entirely up to him. Mm-hmm. You know, promoter could be like, well, you know, not my fault. The guy showed up drunk. Yeah, well, um, we have nothing for Metallica breaking shit. So it looks like Metallica has has taken it easy for the last uh, two weeks. Um, I'm sure by by next time we'll have some. I'm sure there's always some Metallica news. They've broken. Uh, but let's go on to Feudin. I will not say it. Feudin. No. Yep. No. Anyway, so Alexi Lehu. Alejo. Lejo. Alexi Lejo. We're going to go with that. Anyway, uh, he could be forced to abandon the name Children of Bodom for his next project. Because of an apparent dispute with the three musicians who recently announced that they were leaving the band. Earlier this month, the drummer, bassist, and keyboardist issued a statement saying that they would play their final show with Children of Bodom in December. Quoting, after almost 25 years with Bodom, thousands of shows and 10 albums, it is time for us to step back and change direction with their lives. With our lives. Okay. Uh, The group said... Uh, oh, that was I get it. Okay, whatever. However, according to Finnish music magazine Soundy, it has since been revealed that the rights to the Children of Bodom name are held by AA and Suira Consulting Oi, the company owned by these three gentlemen who just left the band. On June 28th, the trio filed an application with the National Board of Patents and Registration of Finland, and their application was subsequently granted for a five-year period starting on October 1st. As a result, Leho, 
who is Children of Bodom singer, guitarist, and main songwriter, isn't authorized to use the band's name without permission from that company that those three members or three former members own. There it is. So, I mean, it's just saying that he could be forced. We don't, we don't know yeah. for sure. You know. Oh, because oh, he can get permission from them if they're still on speaking terms. Yeah. You know, it's not like... I mean, it's not like a nasty divorce. Yeah. Although, um, like, later on in the article, they mentioned that one of the members who had recently rested, left the band said that there was tension. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes sense that why, you know, three-fifths of your band would leave. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we'll have to see how that plays out. I mean, it yeah. It doesn't sound like much of a, like much of a feud yet. Like, if... If it became a thing where he he fought for it. Well, the thing is here is that he's, I mean, there's no reason for him to not just go out as a solo act. It doesn't say he can't perform the songs. He just can't call himself Children of Bodom. Mm. So he can't, like, get a new lineup and call himself Children of Bodom. I sure as hell hope that there's new tote, like, no way that they start, like, the whole two Children of Bodom bullshit like we see all the time. Yeah. I mean... I mean, it, 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 I'm, I'm just, I'm just wondering if, if Alexi's name on its own is is strong enough to, to carry the thing. Like, like probably not here. Yeah, I mean, but outside of the United States, probably yeah. he'd probably have a better chance. Yeah, I gotcha. So, all right, so nothing for Alcoholica, which is amazing because it seemed like every single I week, know, right? Like everyone was coming out with some sort of beer or brew so wow like this has been a this, people are calming down for thanksgiving apparently behaving themselves it's time to get on that good li- that uh nice list yeah yeah mm. okay. they're, gonna, they're, they're gonna they're you know they're gonna break out a lot of shit for like for like christmas time oh yeah yeah once, especially once, in this whole merchandising section once whamageddon starts happening <laughs> oh <laughs> Honestly, I think I might. I, I'm not 100 percent sure, so I'm still good. I think I might have heard that song already, like two weeks ago. You're already out of. You're already out of the game. Oh, dude, dude, I was, dude. As soon as Pat posted that last year, I was out of the fucking game. <laughs> like, dude, I didn't even last 12 minutes. Fuck. <laughs> Wham again. Last Christmas, my dick. <laughs> In a box. <laughs> okay. Okay, we're moving on to uh, merchandising. Merchandising. All right, here we go. Icon Coins has introduced the officially licensed Eric Kark commemorative collector coin. Say that field three times. Eric Kark commemorative collector coin. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a lot rough. of C's. Anyway. Carr, who was Kish's drummer from 1980 until his untimely passing in 1991, contributed his talent to the band's many gold and platinum albums during his tenure and can be heard on the band's many hit songs from the 1980s, including Lick It Up, Heaven's on Fire, Crazy Nights, Tears Are Falling, and Forever, to name a few. In addition to his musical contributions, Carr was equally known for his inviting personality and genuine love for the fans. From the time he joined the band to this very day, Carr remains one of the most beloved members of the KISS family. 
each Eric Carr commemorative uh, collector's coin is die cast in uh, is die struck. I'm sorry, in heavy solid brass with an antique silver finish. The front design features a beautiful sketch portrait of Eric Carr, while the band uh, the back design features his name, birth, and passing years. Fox and Chikara icons representing his musical persona. What? The, um... The, oh, oh, yeah, oh, these are... Okay, these are paint. still on the cone. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. From, okay. From, his, from his face paint. Gotcha. Uh, over a shattered glass background reminiscent of the Crazy Nights album cover, each coin will also include an exclusive backstage pass-style laminate that will act as the coin's certificate of authenticity featuring design elements from the coins themselves as well as an Eric Carr mini bio. This addition to the Icon Coins family is limited to 100 coins minted. Those will go quick, considering KISS fans. Yeah. Speaking really. of which, KISS fans, if you have $9,000 laying around, <laughs> send it to me. <laughs> we got a guitar to sell you. Anyway. <laughs> The Van Halen store is offering rockin' little guitars for your holiday tree. These limited edition six-inch replicas of Eddie Van Halen's iconic guitars are handcrafted from solid wood and guaranteed to brighten your holiday. You know, you know something. Of all this, all the stuff that we have for Christmas, it's like literally mostly red. We don't need another red thing. That's okay because they got the yellow and black one. Okay, I don't need a striper guitar. Oh, you're such a douche. I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, let's go on to recording news. All right, Hollywood Undead will release its sixth full-length studio album, New Empire Volume 1, on February 14th via Dove and Grenade Media. That's just a great name. Right? Yeah. Your music will release Deep Purple's Live in Rome 2013 on December 6th. This album takes the audience back to the Now What tour of 2013 when Ian Gillen, Ian Ian Pace, Roger Glover, Steve Morris, and Don Airy Airy. Airy. uh, celebrated their first album after the passing of former bandmate and good friend John Lord. Live in Rome 2013 will be available as a numbered limited uh, CD digipack Limited colored L- 3 LP and digital. Right on. Yes. Armored Saint will enter the studio in December to begin recording its new album. The follow-up to 2015's Win Hands Down will be released in 2020. Has it really been that long? I guess yeah, that's so. Yeah, that's when I saw them. That's when I saw them for the first time was on the Win Hands Down tour. And then I saw them again when they came here with uh, Queensryche. And I, I accidentally ended up with two copies of the album, and I gave you one of them. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that, because Armored Saint is kick-ass. All right. Tools, Fear Inoculum. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to go with it. Anyway, the, uh, the Los Angeles-based band's chart-topping, record-breaking, critically acclaimed, and until now physically sold-out filth fifth album is heading back to record stores with an expanded book edition of the collection slated for a December 13th release. The new iteration of Fear Inoculum includes three, uh, five 3D 
lenticular. lenticular cards. I, you know what? When I when I edit this, I say it in my head and I can say it. But when I get to actually saying it, lenticular. Lenticular. Cards with exclusive graphics, an expanded fifty-six page booklet with additional never before seen art a download of the groundbreaking immersive visual experience video uh resuscitate at infinitum and a cd all right so what that download is for is for the the video that comes in the 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 one i got yeah i just i just find it very funny that um you can you can it's they say the band's chart topping album uh-huh uh, I'm, th- I'm thinking of like the u.s charts and i'm like it chopped it topped once it, it, it was there for one week <laughs> yeah it chopped it topped once now obviously it peaked in uh, high school <laughs> obviously, obviously that doesn't account for other countries but my thought is like yes you go for one week and you can consider yourself a chart topping artist uh-huh <laughs> like um <laughs> I remember then again they were on the top of multiple charts I mean, they were in the, the Hard Rock one, too. They yeah. were at number one. Yeah, uh, okay. Well, but, They um, are topping multiple charts. That's what I remember one of my favorite things from um, from Weird Al's Behind the Music, when, when, he, when he was talking about winning his second Grammy, he's like, now I can say multi-award <laughs> winning. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, Josta will drop his new uh, solo album, The Lost Chapters Volume 2, on December 13th. Why is he calling them Lost Chapters? I don't know. I mean, Probably because, you know, he threw them away when he was writing Hate Breed Records, reaching the garbage. Like, hey, look at that. I got a song. I mean, yeah, that that just sounds like throwaways. Then they just put it together as a, as a, as a Hate Breed album. Uh. I mean, it's probably not. It's probably all new material. Oh, I mean, it totally it's is. Just kind of a kind of a silly name for that case. Yeah. All right. Anyway, the good that men do. Are you ready? I am ready. Gibson, the iconic American instrument brand, has partnered with Guitars for Vets to bring the power of music to returning U.S. military veterans. Gibson opened the doors of its custom shop in Nashville to debut a donation of forty-eight guitars and nineteen thousand string sets, as well as pledge. Their continued support to Guitars for Vets. Guitars for Vets provides uh, veterans with guitars and a forum to learn how to play, which is in line with the new Gibson Gives mission. Gibson artist uh, Sully Erna of Godsmack presented the gift to U.S. veterans Henry Thomas and so on and so forth. A handful of people. Yeah, a handful of people. Yeah. And that's the good that men do. There's one more. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, yeah. Oh. The fifth annual Bowl for Ronnie celebra- uh, Celebrity Bowling Party, benefiting the Ronnie James Dio Stand Up and Shout Cancer Fund, was held on Thursday, November 7th, at Penn's Bowling Center in Studio City, California. Once again, sold out in advance, the event raised more than $50,000 for the music based cancer ch- ch- uh, charity. That's, that's always good. Yep. I think um, even when he was still alive, he had a he had a charity for um, he had a charity for child prostitution. I don't doubt that. Yeah, because uh, I think I think it was called I think it was called Children of the Night. But uh, I haven't heard much about that since he passed. But... Oh, that, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um. So quick thing with the crowdfunding tracker. So um, 
still have to respond to them. Yeah. Uh, Obsidian Realm. Uh, Obsidian Realm uh, succeeded. They got up to 657 out of the 400 of their initial uh, um, their goal. So well, hooray to that. Uh, you and I both ordered the $100 one, so like a good third of that is us. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, I believe, um, as of recording this, by the time this comes out, it's going to be over with. But as of recording this, um, this uh, Sound of Thunder has well succeeded in their in their uh, Kickstarter. Uh, the original goal was forty thousand. They were up to forty eight thousand nine hundred as of yesterday, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, which um, they do. They always do stretch goals and whatnot. Um, the stretch goal for 47,500 was an acoustic cover of Too Late by Black Sabbath, um, which is one of the uh, songs with Dio from Dehumanizer. Cool. Uh, so that's becoming – that's going to be available to uh, all backers. Um, they're aiming for the next step and making the push for the final of days, but I believe it ends on Sunday. Um but either way, the album's being made, and and I'm getting a CD and vinyl copy of it. Sweet. So I'm very excited because I, I need more actual metal in my, my vinyl collection. I have, like, Dystopia and a couple of Black Sabbath records. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I know. I just, it's just... It, it, it's just I've already made my complaint about vinyl being so expensive, and I'm like, man, I want more. But yeah, um, yeah. Speaking of things I want, uh, so I have nothing for that. Nah, I need a nap. <laughs> I'm dying. We're, I, we're almost done. I know. I am. I am. I am fading. Okay, really so fast. Con- concert news. Festivals go. Not Fest has announced the first ever cruise event. Not Fest at sea. Furthering the global expansion of the KnotFest experience, the inaugural voyage of the KnotFest at Sea Cruise will set sail from Barcelona on August 10th, 2020. Happy birthday to me. And returning on August 14th, KnotFest at Sea will be headlined by Slipknot, who will perform two sets on board the ship with the full lineup and onboard uh, experiences still to be announced. That sounds like fun. Right? Foo Fires and Red Hot Chili Peppers will headline the 2020 edition of the Boston Calling Festival. The two globally renowned rock acts will join a bill of over 60 performers, including an additional headliner, all of which will be shared when the entire lineup is announced in January of next year. Foo Fires, who continue to deliver some of the biggest live shows in the world, will celebrate their 25th anniversary in 2020. Meanwhile, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer's Red Hot Chili Peppers are currently working on their first album in over three years, Boston Calling. I'm sorry, what was that? In th- oh, three years, okay. Boston Calling, the acclaimed annual three day festival, will take place at the Harvard Athletic Complex in Austin, Massachusetts, next Memorial Day weekend, May 22nd through 24th. Woot. Speaking of. Kiss a while back. Gene Simmons has announced forces has joined forces with Chuck Varabiev, a Canadian-based producer, to launch Titans of Rock, a classic rock festival series in Canada and the United States. 
The first festival is set to take place in Grand Forks, British Columbia, August 6th through the 10th, 2020. Tickets are $125 per day or $300 for the weekend. And there are several VIP packages available. You can go on as soon as I give you back. I don't know, this is my computer. And go and buy those tickets if you want. Uh, I, I ain't going to that. I mean, they, they haven't announced any bands for it. Yeah. And, I mean, you say classic rock. I don't know what that means. It's true. It could, Elsa, be, but could the, be Motley Crue, Poison, and Def Leppard. But this sounds very suspiciously like a way for Kiss to keep playing after their farewell tour. Well, remember, their farewell tour ends in 2021. But still. So they have like, plenty of time to fill. Like, we're not touring anymore, but festivals will still do. <laughs> so. Well, again. Dude, they they can say that, that they're not going to tour ever again and then just decide to do that. Look at Motley Crue. They, 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 they can blow. just literally did it. They blew shit up to they, go tour again. You know, what the fuck? Stupid. Anyway. Anyway. Evenco. Mm-hmm. Evenco. The company behind the Heavy Montreal Fest, Montreal Festival has announced that the event will be taking a break in 2020. Uh, they're quoted as saying, it's not an easy decision to put one of our events on pause, says the chief operating officer. Uh, several factors must be taken into consideration, including the number of non-festival metal and rock concerts that will be announced over the next few months. Heavy Montreal will continue to offer a packed uh, calendar of concerts throughout the city and their province all year round. So this this kind of putting pause on one one festival and, yeah. and sticking with the rest. Okay. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Just, just, just so folks know, we, we started recording this at about 5.45 in the morning. And I got off of work and I woke yeah. up about almost 24 hours ago. Yeah. Okay. The music lineup has been announced for Epicenter 2020, set to take place on May 1st, 2nd, and 3rd at Rock City Campgrounds at Charlotte Motor Speedway in Concord, North Carolina. As previously announced, Rock Icons Metallica will headline Friday, May 1st, and Sunday, May 3rd, performing two different headlining sets. Multi-Platinum Band Disturbed will headline Saturday, May 2nd. The diverse and massive music lineup for Epicenter also includes Leonard Skinner, Deftones, Godsmack, Volbeat, Stained, Papa Roach, David Lee Roth, Gold Gira, uh, Chevelle, The Dropkick Murphys, Ivy Vale, and I already said them, or did not, I did not, Alter Bridge. There you go. I, I was going to say David Lee Roth is kind of out of left field, but then, then you said Cypress Hill. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well. And then, and then Rancid came up, and, and then, yeah. Yeah, they're on the same bill with Metallica and Larry Skinner. Yeah. So, okay. Strange. But but always fun. Yep. Okay, touring news. Touring news. When Ozzy Osbourne relaunches his No More Tours 2 in 2020, he'll be joined by special guest Marilyn Manson for the North American shows. These dates are Ozzy's first show since he announced earlier this year that all his 2019 performances will be postponed, allowing him to heal from an injury sustained while dealing with pneumonia. The No More Tours 2 kicks off on May 27th in Atlanta and concludes July 31st in Las Vegas. Next up, 
Osborne will head overseas in October for the rescheduled European dates with Judas Priest as support uh, and at the No More Tours 2 one with uh, Marilyn Manson. I forgot. I don't yeah, know where no, I am. Yeah, it's, it's just oh, okay, Judas okay. Priest will remain as support in the yeah. tour as part of their, their 50 years. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ, 50 years. Yeah, 50 fucking years. Yeah. All right. Frontier Touring has announced the return of Tool, performing in arenas across Australia and New Zealand in February 2020 before they cancel uh, their first shows in both countries in seven years. The tour comes off the back of the band's critically acclaimed fifth studio album and their first new record in 13 years, the number one A-R-I-A album, Fear Inoculum. A-R-I-A? A-R-I-A. What does that mean? I have no idea. American Recording Industry, something, I don't know. Uh, whatever, carry on. Anyway, Tool has announced an additional round of tour dates kicking off on January 2nd, January 10th in San Diego. Flesh God Apocalypse will make their triumphant return to North America in 2020 in support of their critically lauded album, Veleno. For the first time in the band's celebrated career, they'll be doing a full tour accompanied by a classical string quartet which will be an uh, unprecedented experience for death metal fans. So basically they're playing with, with Apocalyptica. <laughs> yeah. Godflesh Apocalypse will be joined by special guest The Agonist on the excursion, which begins in Dallas, Texas on March 16th and culminates in Los Angeles on April 6th. And they play here. That sounds interesting. UFO just wrapped the initial American leg of the last Aura's tour, but the tour is now is not over yet and the band is pleased to announce new North American tour dates for 2020. The shows kick off on February 13th in Medina, Minnesota and run through March 2nd. Included in this run is a co-headline gig with the Blue Oyster Cult and appearance on the Rock Legends uh, cruise. Woot. Woot. In this moment has announced a spring 2020 headlining tour dubbed the In-Between Tour Support on the track will come from Black Veil Brides and Raven Black. I like how Raven Black is just appearing everywhere. I like them. Yes, that's right. That's the band you saw. Yes, yes. I hope they do another one of their own tours again. But like they're just they're just kind of just showing up as support acts for a lot of bands, and they're just kind of like into eternity. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like how that was, and like how Mudvayne was during the the new metal uh-huh. uh, uh, surge. Like they, they uh, just, I was gonna say, we saw Mudvayne as an opener at least four or five times because they, before they hit the the mainstream. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, so I, I I like that that Raven Black is kind of having that same level of of let's support everybody. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Alter Bridge has announced the first 2020 U.S. leg of the Walk the Sky Tour. The band will play a kickoff date in Lake Charles, Louisiana at the Golden Nugget Casino on January 31st before jumping on board Ship Rocked Cruise as co-headliner alongside Hailstorm. Back on land, the band will be making stops in Nashville, Tennessee, Indianapolis, Indiana, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and Los Angeles, California, among others. For wrapping up on Je- February 27th in Spokane, Washington, special guests Clint Lowry and Deep Fall will open the shows. Right on. Apocalyptica has announced the spring 2020 North American leg of the Chalhu World Tour. This tour will 
launch on Sunday, May 3rd in Orlando, Florida and see the band performing in 20 cities over a three-week period, wrapping up on May 26th in Boston, Massachusetts. The Coil will support on all dates. I have to remember to mention this to Lindsay because uh, they're playing Austin. And, oh, is uh, that right? Yeah. And, um, and she's obviously a fan of both bands, and she probably would like like seeing Apocalyptica. Mm. Uh, we've already seen Lacuna Coil, but yeah. always, always good to see them again. All right. One more for touring news here. Hellstorm has announced a string of U.S. live performances in the spring of 2020. Dates kick off April 17th at Tampa, Florida's 98 Rock Fest and wrap up on April 25th at WAAF's big gig in Worcestershire, in Massachusetts. That, yeah, yeah. Now you know it's it's funny. I just read a, an article thing about uh, cities you're probably saying wrong. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that was one of them. I can't remember how it's supposed to be pronounced. Worcestershire. Yeah, I, I, I think it's like it's supposed to be even simpler than that. Yeah, this is a uh, Worcester, Worcester. Yeah, that's, that's, Worcester. What it's, that's what it sounds like. That's, what it's, that's, how, that's how it looks. Uh-huh. But like apparently, it's, it's even simpler than that. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, I hear it. It's like it's, it's like Worcester or something like that. It's like, like oh that, yeah, it's I like think that. you're right. Worcester, Worcester, it's Worcester. Like, it's that simple. I was like, wow, cool. Why yeah. no? I spell it like that. That's stupid. <laughs> Right. <laughs> this is me coming from Long Island, which is you know, Hop Hog and Massapequa. <laughs> right. For I still can't spell that shit. Still to this day. I still can't spell Hop Hog. And we were lost there for a while. <laughs> no, that was Patrick, wasn't it? The Patrick theory went to see Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Yeah, pa- Patrick, I still have problems. I'm not sure exactly if it's uh, a Yeah, how how it's spelled properly. All right. Are you ready for the last bits of shit here? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. You got some one-offs here. the The BFG Three, which uh, is a band featuring Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top, Matt Storm of Guns N' Roses and Velvet Revolver, and Mike Flanagan, will perform on Friday, December thirteenth, at Norwood Space Center in Norwood, Massachusetts. Doors will open at seven p.m. and food and drinks will be available inside. You can purchase your general admission tickets for fifty dollars or VIP tickets for three hundred. Which include food, drinks, and uh, meet and greet with the band and prime viewing area during the show. All proceeds will support Music Drives Us, a Norwood-based nonprofit supplying grants uh, to music programs designed to affect positive change for people of all ages. Woot. Actually, um, ZZ Top's coming here uh, for, to the AT&T Center soon. Is that right? Yep. Uh, nice. I can't remember when, but they're they're coming they're coming soon, and uh, they're uh, they're kind of a bucket list band. I'd like to see them live. That'd be fun. Um, all right, <sighs> last bit. We're going on to heavy metal in the charts. Uh, yeah, there's not much. I was gonna say there's, there's, there was no noteworthy points. No so, noteworthy points so here, unless you want you still want to hear the top. I want to hear the top five. All right, you might not want. To. Okay, here we go. All right, number one, Luke Combs. What you see is what you get. And what I don't know sh- should not exist. <laughs> cannot hurt me. What I don't know cannot hurt me. Well, it can hurt me because I... Uh... I don't know where that came from. Anyway, number two is Post Malone's Hollywood's Bleeding. Number three is a Young Boy Never Broke Again. Uh, Al Young Boy 2. AI Young Boy 2. I don't, I don't know. know. That's weird. All right, next one up is uh, Summer Walker, and she is over it. <laughs> Literally, 
what the name of the album is. Number four. Number five is Lover by Taylor Swift. You know, that one that was supposed to be beat up by fucking Tool every week? Yeah. Yeah, yeah still that, trying that, pretty that goddamn everyone, high. That everyone is still putting their nose in the air saying, we beat Taylor Swift, man. For like a whole 30 seconds. <laughs> All right, Damn. next up, number six is Kanye West's album. Um, he's you don't number, have to read that. Oh, yeah, it's number six. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was going to keep on going. <laughs> no, you, I'm you, like, oh, dude, we got 200 to go. I got to go to sleep. <laughs> Fuck this noise. You don't Fuck have to. This you, noise. You don't have to mention a goddamn thing about Kanye West on this entire show ever. <laughs> right. Because fuck that guy. Here we go. Are we, we're, we're scrolling now. It's it's ugly. It's ugly. Uh, Queen one, two, and three at <laughs> Elton John. Diamond. Queen's greatest hits is at number twenty-five. There you go. <laughs> the best of the Pentatonics Christmas is already at twenty-eight. Up. 18 spots. As if we didn't see that coming. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, they're getting they're getting ready. It is it is a week from Thanksgiving, so so we're already in in the Christmas spirit. <sighs> Shit, that was coming up the day after fucking Halloween. Yeah, I, it always does, and uh, but everyone's uh, everyone always complains about it. I don't I don't really give a shit. All right, well, speaking of Merry Christmas, the the album is. Uh, Released by Mariah Carey, that's coming in at number forty-one. Yeah, hooray for her. <laughs> number forty-six is the Beatles' Abbey Road. Uh, yeah, Abby. Abby. Keeping all nice and quiet. Alright, so the Greatest Showman soundtrack is at number 61. Intermission. Ah, intermission. Ah, it's time to relax. You know what that means. Glass wine, favorite easy chair. Of course, this compact disc playing on your home stereo. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, re entry here at number eighty five is Christmas Eve and other stories by Trans Siberian Orchestra, of, of course. Of course. Of course. Oh, of course. Another one that's gonna be on the charts for a couple weeks. Number eighty eight as a re entry is the Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack by the Vince Guard Cordini? Guaraldi. Giraldi. Giraldi. It's uh, got to be Vince Giraldi. I can't see it, but I can. Yeah, it's got to be Giraldi. Anyway, it's, it's the Vince Giraldi trio. All right, so that's not a surprise, of course. Rumors Fleetwood Mac is at number 91. Speaking of rumors in Fleetwood Mac, they have a particularly great song that I love called The Chain that Evanescence has done a cover of, which I want to listen to. Mm-hmm. And speaking of covers, apparently Marilyn Manson has uh, released a cover of The Doors song The End. Which I need to listen to. Did you say Marilyn Manson did? Yes. Yeah, he also did a cover of um, "God's Gonna Cut You Down." Yeah. Which I yeah I, I, I heard it's very good. Yeah, I heard it. I, I heard the same thing, but I haven't listened to it. Yeah, I've heard it's very good. Uh, Tom Petty, "Heartbreakers," greatest hits, number one hundred four. 
Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds has a new album out called Ghosting at number 108 debut. Ghosting or ghosting? Ghosting. Ghosting. It's ghost e e n. Yeah, ghosting. Okay. Not ghosting. <laughs> I was gonna say ghosting. Motherfucking ghosted us. Pure Inoculum is at number one seventeen on the top two hundred charts. Back yeah. in Black is at number one nineteen. Up oh, ch- chart topping. Chart topping. Chart topping. <sighs> Well, we're already in the hundreds. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Frozen songs. Frozen, the songs, the soundtrack. The original soundtrack? I think so, because it's uh, a re-entry. Okay. People are getting back into the Let It Go spirit. Hey, the movie comes out today. Oh, it does? Yes, it does. It sounds uh, like someone's seeing that. I'm convincing Mom to take them, take the boys to see him. <laughs> I, no, I would. I'm. I would see the shit out of the movie. I love the first Frozen, so I would see the shit out of it. But I'm just a little too busy, mm. and that's the thing that if I did take them like today after school to take to do it, you'd fall asleep. No, no, mom would get pissed at me. Yeah. She's like, "That's what I want to do with them." I'm like, okay, mom, here you go. You do it. So that's why I'm holding off. Okay. Anyway, number 161 is Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Red Hot Chili Peppers' Greatest Hits is at 163. The Ultimate Christmas by Frank Sinatra is at 166. <laughs> it's a re-entry. Using the word ultimate is... is, is for Christmas. It makes it sound so weird. Also, it's, it's Sinatra, so I'm just like... Right. I, 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 think, of, I think of ultimate and like I think more metal yeah power yeah, metal, yeah. The, I, I get it i get it the, that ultimate power metal or whatever it was all right we got metallica's black album is that 171 that's a christmas album right huh that's a christmas album right oh sure yeah like die hard's a christmas movie yeah <laughs> five figure death punch a decade of destruction is at 174 never mind nirvana at 176 Hootie and the Blowfish. Dude, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, dude, dude, The Black Parade by My Chemical Romance is at 184. Speaking of bands that are getting reunited, I don't know if we mentioned that, but the, uh, My Chemical Romance is reuniting for a tour. Uh, I don't think we mentioned it this time, but I think we mentioned it last time. Okay. Yeah. But hey, if you didn't know, they're getting ready for a tour. Go look it up. <laughs> Red, Pool, Red Pill Blues, which is a re-entry from uh, Maroon 5. That, that that means nothing to me. And then, of course, the number 200, closing out the charts, is the Bohemians' a Rap City soundtrack by none other than Queen. Just, just grasping onto that last straw. All right, well, seeing that we can only see the top two of the hard rock charts here, Number one, of course, is The Greatest Hits by Colleen. Woot. And number two is Fear Inoculum by Tool. Chart topping. Chart topping. <laughs> right. Technically, that is still top of charts. So. Yep, that's what I said. And you were just like, meh. I, 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 just, I just... I mean, it's not number one, but... It hasn't topped it, but it's still at the top of the top five, yeah. 20-something. Anyway, so we're going to leave it there so you can actually pass out. And, and, yeah, I'm like dying. Yeah. So 
Uh, no discussion. Uh, with that that thing I was mentioning last time, that top 100 thing, I think that was that was uh, incorrect. That was a hoax, um, or it came from a different place that was not Rolling Stone, because um, Rolling Stone has their own list and the Beatles top it. And that surprise, was, surprise. And that was updated uh, about six years ago. Um, so we'll leave it there. And on that note, we make our curtain call because Warrior needs sleep, and I need to go eat a leftover fast food burger for breakfast. There you go. Yeah. Breakfast <laughs> champions. That's right. So until next time, I'm Dan Mack. And I am Chris Mack. Uh, are you sure? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Not at all. <laughs> but we are the slime. <laughs>